Welcome to Socially Supportive, where you'll hear the hottest insights and discover cutting-edge technology as we take you behind the scenes with the latest authors, top executives, and industry thought leaders. This is Customer Care the Social Way with your host, Frankie Soche. Episode 13 of the Socially Supportive Podcast is brought to you by The Social Pack. Get on the inside to stay on the top side. Head on over to sociallysupportive.com and join today for the latest tips, tricks, and technology in social customer care. Also brought to you by Morningbrook Digital. Whether you need help setting up your digital or social care team or redesigning it, they can help. Email me at frankie at sociallysupportive.com for more details. Welcome to Manic Monday Social Pack. Let me tell you about some events that are happening. I will be at the Insight Group's annual customer service summit November 16th through 17th. Are you going? It's at the Marriott Brooklyn Bridge. I love this event and you may have heard me talk about it before. One of the reasons that I love this event is because when I started attending, I think it's 2011 is the first year that I went. Uh, I was new to social customer care, as was everyone pretty much back then. It was a brand new concept at that point. But there's such a sense of camaraderie and such great access to folks that specifically provide social media customer care. In my experience, it's challenging to find a conference that has such a concentration of people who are concerned about customer experience and customer care specifically delivered over social media. Now, when I say specifically delivered over social media, I will say that you may have noticed, as I have, that social media customer care is really morphing more into digital customer care. I think that's happening really fast now because of chatbots. And chatbots are causing that because when you are working with a chatbot, you can do that in many different digital interactions. And above me, you know, even above chatbots, I think that we're all realizing that any type of interaction that you have with a customer that is happening in the digital space is a lot alike in many ways, even though it's different in several ways. And we'll get into to all of that for sure. But it's interesting for us to kind of put all of that together. So I am sure that there will be folks at the conference where if you are most concerned about chatbots or SMS messaging, or any of those channels all put together, I am sure that you will find someone at this conference to have those types of conversations with. So come out if you go say hi to me, I will be excited to talk to you about what you're doing at your company. And maybe you would be excited to share that information with our listeners. Maybe you need to come on the show. On Mondays, as you might know, I help transition you from what I hope was a great weekend with family and friends to the office where you're ready to turn in those reports everyone is looking for. What? Yes, reports. Reports, people. It's time. Today's inspiration comes to us from the great unknown, or maybe Stacy Greenwell. I, I can't be sure it came from Stacy Greenwell. So we're just going to say the great unknown. And the inspirational quote is be bold, be brief, be gone. Very fitting for today's topic. And the book of the day is The Goal, A Process of Ongoing Improvement by Eliyahu M. Goldratt. And remember, you can find links to all the books mentioned on the show at sociallysupportive.com slash resources. 
with links that will take you directly to Amazon and stick around because we'll talk about any announcements that we have after we cover today's topics. Before we get started, I did want to let you know that the Insight Group is holding their annual customer service summit November 16th through the 17th and Socially Supportive is the official podcast partner. It's at the Marriott Brooklyn Bridge, which is a great venue. If you're there, I'd love for you to come and say hi to me. I'll be moderating a few panels. I have made such tremendous connections there, and I still speak with the people that I've met at that conference. Many of them you'll hear on the episodes of the Socially Supportive podcast because they're smart people. Anyway, you can go to sociallysupportive.com slash insight, I-N-C-I-T-E, and I'll I'll link you right over to the event page for your convenience. Now, let's get into today's topic, reports, what plus why plus impact. And as I'm recommending, I will try to be succinct in the data that I give you. We've got two things to talk about here. Number one, we'll talk about the types of reports you might be sending out. And number two, we'll talk about what you should include on those reports. First type of report that you might be sending out is an incident report. And I'm going to use one scenario throughout that will help us keep track of what we're talking about. So In my example, we will use a gum manufacturer. So maybe you're a manufacturer of chewing gum. And perhaps there's an incident that occurs where your truck overturns on the highway and boxes of your tasty, delicious gum spill all over the highway, creating a sticky mess. And all over social media, people are posting about all the cars in this traffic jam caused by your sticky, gooey chewing gum, right? So that's fun for a Monday, right? So in your incident report, you'll want to include what, why, and the impact. Your incident report will probably go into a decent amount of detail about the event because you'll be wanting to turn this in so that your leadership knows what the impact of this incident was for the company on social media channels. And sometimes when I talk about reports, I like to think about what would happen in a traditional call center reporting or what would happen if people were looking for information from the support chat team. And we can borrow ideas about what our reports should look like from these two groups. So you can imagine that in a traditional call center, we would want to know how many calls were generated, how many people called in about this incident, how long were the phone calls, these types of things. What did they say, maybe, if you're getting really deep into the details? On social media, same thing. We want to include the what. We describe the event, what happened, when it happened, how many people were on staff to manage the volume that was coming in. And of course, we're reporting on the volume, how many posts came in. You want to know how many people were on staff because that lets you know how much did the incident cost. And we'll get into that in impact. But first... In your incident report, we want to understand the what, and now we want to understand the why. Why did the event happen? What caused the event? This is interesting to know. If we have these details, a very succinct report from social media, social is kind of like a microcosm of a larger piece of the organization. The traditional call center reporting can paint a bigger picture in most companies of what's happening with the volume, but sometimes even though social 
is a small percentage of what's happening. It's more nimble because it's a smaller portion of the organization and you can get to reporting, you can get to details faster than maybe you can in the traditional call center. So if you can put a brief synopsis of what the event was, describe what happened, all of that, but then also give the why. Describe the cause of the event. What caused the truck to overturn? Do we know? Is it speculation? You want to give relevant details of the circumstances surrounding the event, but I do want to caution you to make sure that they are relevant details. We don't want four paragraphs in your incident report unless that's normal at your company. You want to keep it really succinct. And then most importantly, and I think this is where some people get caught up, is we want to fully understand the impact of the event. So when I was talking earlier about how many people were on staff, one of the things we want to know with impact is what are the number of customers or consumers that are potentially aware of the incident? This provides scope that normally isn't reported on in a call center situation, but it is reported on in a public affairs type of scenario. In our world in social media, we need to know what the level of awareness of the general public is. It's helpful to know that so we can understand the scope of the incident. So if nobody really knows about the event, but it has been reported to you, and then the number of customers that are posting are very low, then that's one thing. Or if it's been covered on local news or national news, perhaps that's large visibility, and then maybe you're getting some more posts in. Once you understand how big the awareness is, and then how big the impact is, how many customers maybe didn't receive their shipment, or how many customers are going to need to be reimbursed, or how many customers are going to have to have a makeup shipment sent? What's the overall level of awareness versus what's the impact? in your realm. Those are helpful things to understand impact. Another thing that's important in in understanding impact is if you can figure out the cost to the company that is over and above your normal cost of operations. So this would be incremental impact. If normally you have 100 posts in an hour, and because of this incident, you wound up having 1000 posts in an hour, then that lets you know how much more volume did you have to work through because of this particular incident. Also, if it's an incident, like we can't know that the gum truck is going to over overturn. But what if we somehow knew in advance that something was going to happen? Like say we knew that we were going to stop production on the gum plant on some particular day. And we knew that there were going to be some customers who didn't know this or were upset about this. Maybe this isn't a good example, but we're sticking with the gum example. We're so deep in we're just going to keep going with the gum example. So if you know that this is going to happen in advance, and maybe you have additional staffing brought in, how much do each one of those agents make per hour? And then how much were they able to cover? And then you can understand how much extra money did you have to spend as a gum manufacturer in order to cover that shortage or that outage or whatever that looks like. So this is your total scope of impact on your incident report very succinctly covering these items is what you need to do. Now, when you get into something that's like a weekly report, say this incident happened on a Tuesday in the middle of the week, and then it comes to Friday and you're sending out your end of the week report, you've already provided a detailed analysis of what happened because of this incident in your incident report. On your weekly report, you want to provide a little bit less data and refer back to the incident report that you produced. On the monthly report, 
same thing. You probably point to the spike in volume that can be seen on your weekly and or monthly report and then refer people back to the incident report. Unless you do something different at your company, this is what I would recommend. Okay, so just to recap for a second, we've talked about the types of reports you might be filing. Maybe you're filing an incident report. Maybe you're turning in a weekly report or a monthly report. And then we talked about what should be included. We're going to include the what, the event, what happened, when it happened, those types of things, the details about the event. Then we're going to provide the why. If we know it, we're going to say here was the cause of the event and we're going to give any relevant circumstantial details about the event. Then we're going to sum up the impact, which is the critical piece of reporting that is sometimes challenging, especially in a social customer care reporting situation is we want to understand the impact because what our leaders are looking for is what happened, why did it happen, how much did it cost me, or what was the impact of the event. Well, now let's talk about how should my reports look from a 30,000 foot view. There are two different ways that you can go. Number one is you can go with traditional call center report look and feel where you basically have numbers and words on a piece of paper arranged in a graph type situation. Or you can go with a more modern, streamlined, slick looking, colored version that has bar charts and graphs. You've got word graphs where some words appear bigger if they were used more more often and they're, you know, sideways and and look all interesting and artful. And the direction that you go for your social customer care reporting really depends on what type of organization you work for, whether it's very traditional, whether it's more modern, the size of the organization, whether it's very large organization or whether it's a very small organization. And also sort of depends on what people are used to seeing. What is their level of tolerance for different styles of reporting? If you work for a very large traditional company that that is used to receiving reports in a particular style or fashion, you should probably try to stick with that style or fashion unless you know that style or fashion to be ineffective. If you work for a smaller company that doesn't really have reports where there's a standard traditional reporting that's happening, perhaps introducing images and and pictures and some of these different things will be helpful and help illustrate impact on a broader level. I highly recommend that you investigate what type of reporting is being turned in by others in your customer experience, customer care, customer operations department, and compare and contrast that with reports that are coming out of different organizations like marketing or public affairs, something like this. How your reports appear may need to differ by department. Marketing may be looking for different information than your operations department is looking for. And if you're responsible for reporting out to several different organizations, You'll want to find out what they're used to seeing. And this doesn't only apply to brand new social media customer care operations, even if you've had a customer care team in social media for quite some time, it may be worth it to take a step back and look at what you're reporting on and find out from the folks that are receiving the reports. Are these helpful to you? Is this the data that you want to see? Is there something else you wish you could see that doesn't appear on this report? And you might find that the reports become more useful and palatable to the people you're delivering the reports to, and you might learn more about what it is they're looking for. All right, so that's it on our topic for today. 
I would like to know from you, is there something that you want us to discuss on the Socially Supportive Podcast that you haven't heard us talk about yet? If so, send me an email at frankie at sociallysupportive.com. I'd love to hear any thoughts or feedback that you have about the show because it is for you and I want to make sure that you're getting what you want out of the show. And I'd love also to hear what it is you're working on with your social customer care team and how that's going. Maybe other people want to hear about it too. Maybe it would be neat for you to come on the show. Anyway, so shoot me an email, frankie at sociallysupportive.com. Also, as always, if you have a job opening or you are looking to be placed in a position, you can shoot me an email at frankie at socially supportive.com. Either send me your job description or send me your resume and I will try to play matchmaker between perfect person and perfect position so that everybody can be happy. All right, that's all for today. Tomorrow is Tech Tuesday. We will have some wonderful information for you on the latest and greatest in technology in the social and digital customer care space. Until then, and even after then, I am Frankie Soche. Thank you so much for tuning in. See you tomorrow. Bye now. Thanks for listening to Socially Supportive. Want more? Head on over to sociallysupportive.com to join the social pack and find the best tips, tricks, and technology to take your team from okay to outstanding in no time.